0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome, <clears throat> excuse me, to the Yambar Podcast. Brian Barcelo, host of this episode. Today's guest, Mister Smooth, and Rodney, the drummer. We, we, um, we do it with the band drummer. <laughs>
1: yeah. Hey,
0: you guys. Yeah, um, I'm
1: drummer on the band.
0: I, yeah, I'm gonna screw this up. So you
2: guys do the intros and stuff so we can get All this right. party started. <laughs> I got you. Okay, cool. So my name is Mr. Smooth. Thank you, uh, audience. I've been on a few times, uh, most most recently uh, with my hip-hop band, We get Liddy. Uh, unfortunately, my partner, Young T, couldn't be on today, but he wishes everybody well. Thank you for all your continued support. Um, but the exciting news that I'm really coming on today for is I'm relaunching my blues uh, blues rock band, what I used to have, was called Blue Stew, and I'm bringing it back out this time as a multi-genre acoustic version of it. And I'm actually kind of stoked because it's the first time me and Rodney's actually seen each other in a lot We've been out waiting to get together on a jam, but right. unfortunately things just haven't come up. But uh, we're getting together this week. we got a gig coming up Saturday, so we're going to try to fuck our way through a couple of uh, songs and hopefully we do all right. <laughs> Man, let me see something. I'm trying to see. <laughs> to
0: your left-hand side, Mr. Smooth, you have a gap about – yeah, there you go. That's closer to the center. There you go. That's yeah, what's good. up. Hey, right, check good. this out. Um. Man, it's so much since the last time we spoke. Like, I yeah. mean, yeah, when we was on, um, besides the phone, I was saying on the phone, you know, I try to keep up what's going on, you know, in the guests. Um, You've been going through a lot of stuff, man. Not just music things, man. A whole oh, bunch man. of life, life again, mess man. Yeah, and life again. Moving, um, all kinds of stuff. Anything you're kicking about? Let people know what's going on with you.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, so, yeah, new chapter, new things. The uh, reason why I'm bringing back Blue Stew is because, uh, as you know, I have uprooted myself from uh, the Bay Area and moved out to Vegas, then City. Uh, so now me and my partner, Young T, are in different cities. We don't get to get together and produce as much music as we were. And, of course, I still got that itch. So I decided to bring back Blue Stew and kind of get a local project that I could focus on a little more dedicated while me and Young T still do our thing on the side.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanna I'm gonna make sure we get Rodney in here. We feel like um you know like the fifth wheel. Yeah, get him on. I want to hear about this band, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rodney. Matter of fact, you see, like you two have some catching up to do. Go ahead, Rodney, take it away, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, we do. We do have a lot of catching up to do because um, besides the 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 band side of blues too, we gotta get the hip hop side going, the DJ stuff going, and get all the collaboration going. So now it's like. Um, uh, Smooth was adding like a third Third layer to everything and then Now we like add a third layer And then they like far short of the second layer so it's like We got to get all three points together to get That full trilogy going
0: right Yeah man, that's that's what's up Mr. Smooth you yeah. seem like a guy That gets people together I mean I'm kicking it with you you're kicking With young T.I.D. you're kicking with Rodney Here man how is it that you're making All these connections man
2: Man, I've just always been that way. I've always been the Mr. Middleman. You need it, I'll find it. That's always just kind of been me. Uh, And and musically, that's I'm just a diverse kind of guy. I mean, you know, I kind of grew up in the area, a circle of friends in high school that kind of was a little different than most people. I mean, we had the hip hoppers and the rockers and the jocks all hanging together at the same party, all getting down together, joining things, which is kind of a rare thing. As you know, I grew up in California where. I grew up around all types of races, so uh, so it's just kind of been my thing, kind of moving in different circles and uh, bringing them together. Uh, as you know, I've done shows where I've had hip-hop and metal on the same show and mm-hmm. been very successful. I mean, people just want to hear music in all forms, so I love bringing two different, you know, streams together and watching people actually enjoy it, something they wouldn't even think they'd even ever listen to. I will like, say oh, wow, you see this hardcore rocker just jamming as Hip-hop is kind of cool. So. <laughs> right, right.
0: And you know, there have been, um, let's say, hip-hop um, collabs and stuff. I think California, right? I think, um, wait a minute, it was another one I'm trying to think of rock group. What was it Walk This Way? It was, I can't remember what it was. But a oh, rock uh,
2: group. oh, yeah, way back in the day, uh, you're talking about uh, Aerosmith. And, uh, Aerosmith, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're the original, two that brought them together, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Aerosmith, Run DMC, yeah.
2: Yeah, man. And
0: hey, check this out. Um,
1: Rodney, Yeah, Aerosmith, Run DMC, that's smooth.
0: Yeah, yeah, really. Now, Rodney, you say drummer yeah. and stuff. Do you play other instruments?
1: Yes. Um, drums, keyboards, little sax, DJ, you name it. I didn't dab in it.
0: That's what's up. This upcoming um venue that you guys going to be doing, what capacity are you going to be doing to that, Rodney? Primarily drummer for this um, event that you got coming
1: up? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, primarily drumming. here yeah, primarily drumming on this event coming up.
0: That's what's up. Now, on um, speaking of the event, let's um, in fact, what do they call it, let's pay some bills first of all. Everybody know like where your website's at, the event you got coming up, any books, sure. merchandise, all of that stuff. What's
2: we got we got on? a little local uh, neighborhood event coming up uh, here. It's going to be broadcast live, Facebook live, so that'll be on our page. Um, you can find us at Blues that's B L U E Z Z. Stu, S T W on Facebook. Actually, Blue Stu Band, excuse me, B-A-N-D, so that's Blue Stu Band. Uh, we're on Facebook right now. I haven't started any other pages, because like I said, we're just starting to form up right now, but that's where you can find us. We will be broadcasting live, our, our little neighborhood event we got coming up. Uh, kind of cool, that that event's kind of cool, being that um, I, my neighbor's actually moving away, and for the last couple of years, he's been kind of coordinating the music Uh concert here in the complex for the last couple of years and uh, kind of passing over the torch to me now that he's leaving and he'll be doing some new stuff at his own house that he's moving to and we'll be doing that. So that's just kind of something to get our feet wet. We're just going to do a couple of tracks on that one. Mm-hmm. But our, what our big party is, and a big shout out to Rick Hard. I don't know if y'all are familiar with the Pop Lock in California, but Rick Hard. Look him up. You can find him on a lot of Snoop Dogg videos. Um, he's a guy that'll be Pop Locking in the back. <laughs> um, he does a lot of stuff and he's throwing a, a pool party, a private pool party here, uh, May 15th. And he, uh, I hit him up for uh, the We Finna Get Liddy it to go ahead and get a couple slots on the show. Mm-hmm. And he actually uh requested that we bring Blue Stew, so I'm kind of stoked about that. And uh, oh, sure. that's great. About four, four slots on that day, kind of get our feet wet. And that, that that's going to be the big show. That probably have maybe 100, 150 people, private party, mm-hmm. some, some big influence people, some booking agents from. The California area. He runs a, a, a broadcast uh, or a, a network called Cali to Vegas. Um, he actually does independent film work as well. So if you want to look him up. His name again is Rick Hart. Uh, he's going to actually be filming some uh, scenes for his next movie. So Might Catch Blue Stew and a movie coming up here pretty soon. Too. Whoa, man, that's
0: good stuff. And just, uh, um, Rodney, um, if you don't mind and stuff, let us know a little bit more about you. You have music out there? Um, You got a website or anything like that? Merchandise, perhaps?
1: Currently, right now, um, what actually brought me to uh, Vegas was um, heading up the productional staff for uh, student instrument rentals here in our Las Vegas division, along with the other 13 locations that we do have um, around uh, different states from, about from LA to uh, Sacramento to Miami to Texas to New York is our, our third biggest uh, facilities and heading up that program. And then coming all the way from Joliet, Illinois, man, it's like a blessing to be able to come up through the ranks of where I came in from like beginning band all the way up to college to come into doing what I'm doing now.
0: Incredible and stuff, man. It seemed like a lot of good stuff going on the West Side over there. It seemed like a lot of artists I speak to. Like matter of fact, when I was speaking to from L.A. Yeah, um, and I was asked him. I said, "Do you think?" Matter of fact, it was um, um, John John, um, the guys from the group Troop. And I was asking him. I said, "If you had to grow up somewhere else, you know, other than L.A., he said, wouldn't happen for me." It would not have happened for me. It just says something about California. It just <laughs> seems to produce, you know, talent or something and gives them a way to get it out there like you guys doing. Um, Mr. Smooth, um, I am curious about your move. We'll keep talking about it. But I know things have been going crazy out there in Cali, and it seems to be a big shift. People seem to be, I want to say flinging droves, but I hear a lot of people moving, like Joe Rogan left from there and some other podcast guys. Did that um what was your reason, if you might say, can you share? um sure i yeah.
2: mean uh, i just actually came to a situation where i came into some money uh <clears throat> and had to make a decision uh basically what would be best for my family and would, you know either come out to vegas or somewhere like vegas then buy a house cash or put down a down payment for that same cash to no money in the bay area for the next 30 years so,
0: right. so it came
2: down to it as you know it's uh as a struggling artist you, you like to try to maximize the dollars you got and i just felt yeah. that uh coming out here would be a much better opportunity. I mean, it's already starting to pop opportunities off that mm-hmm. much easier than I ever had in, in California. I hate to say that, but mm-hmm. uh, the Bay Area is not the greatest music place in the world, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. Vegas seems to have a lot of opportunities. So um, I wanted to come out here uh, kind of get in the industry and, uh, and try a different city. And, and uh, like you said, it's it crazy enough to see. I, I swear to God, this is just my own personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I can't back this by facts or anything, but I swear, at least thirty percent of Vegas is from California. But a number I can verify that was just notified on the news recently mm-hmm. is that seventy percent of Nevadans are from somewhere else. If you can believe that.
0: Uh, no, actually, I do. On Florida's kind of like that. Everybody is from somewhere yeah. else and stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I stayed in Orlando quite a while, um, almost like twelve years. And rarely did I meet people. I'm not saying it's unheard of, but most people I met were from somewhere else and stuff.
2: Yeah, right? yeah, including
0: self, and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check this out: the music yeah. that you guys are doing. This is yeah, original right, music right now, in...
2: this original music. Uh no, uh, well, we're we're doing a. So here's the deal: you, mm-hmm. as you know, as a cover, as if you want to get into anywhere new, new market, you got to. Get in by doing covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know me, I'm not uh, not one to do the same old hometown Alabama crap like all the other bands out there. Right. So I got a very, very, what I've been told by the musicians in my band are very spell safe, exciting to go out and do it. We got a little mix of country, a little mix of some original blues, mm-hmm. some funky blues, right. and a little bit of reggae on top of that. So we're basically just trying to get a set that will get us in the dorm. Mm-hmm. And then we do have one original song that I have already written called "Ride Me, Honey" that we're going to be redoing a, a acoustic version of, and we'll be releasing yeah. as our first original. And then moving forward after our first set, we're going to start doing originals from that point on. But uh, we wanted to do the cover thing just so we could start getting our foot in the door in different places. And then yeah, re- eventually we'd like to do basically would be a half and half, basically a set of covers that we got established and a set of originals. And be headliners, you know, around the local area of Vegas. So. Oh, that's so
0: something. So, Rodney. Um, besides on the drummer, do you have any other um, capacity with this, as far as like um, finding venues or anything like that?
1: Oh uh, yeah. Um, as far as venue finding, yes. I mean, just dealing with um, being production coordinator here at Sir, I have access to like. Almost every venue, so you oh. come to come together and findings is going to be like no problem for that.
0: Oh my god, I'm gonna have to visit you guys, man. <laughs> nah. Excuse me, what
2: you know, I- you know west coast, dude. Ain't about what you know, but who you know, <laughs> dude, come on through. Oh, yeah, no, you know what? Before I forget and who I you to-
1: know, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, because
1: uh-huh. the, the, the crazy thing is here, yeah, the uh, the crazy thing here in Vegas currently, man, it's like between Illinois. Texas, New York, and Florida. That's pretty much the the main base of like the main out-of-state realm that's now current Nevadians. We've all been moved in from those four major states to come in and house uh, Vegas and put it, it's not really put it on top as the entertainment camp of the world Mm because it's always been that. But to sustain that Mm-hmm. and go to that next level of entertainment capital world. So right. a lot of companies, they went out and got the best of the best and top of the crimp to bring them in to mold this to where it needs to be.
0: That's what's so up. You know, I'm um, trying to make it about me. It several years ago, maybe five years ago, four years ago, went out to Vegas. Now, a friend went out there gamble. I went out there to find a venue to perform at. I should have known better. Vegas is not like I thought. The open mics, like here, I can get an open mic just about every night. At Vegas, it wasn't like that. I got there, we had to do a, a draw. I think they had to, like, put your hand in what's called I me and they pulled numbers. My number didn't All get right. picked that week, and I had to leave that night, and I think they had another venue the next day. But um, the All thing is, then they told me, they said, well, if you can come back, Will you know save your number and then you can get on stage? But I was like, wow, I didn't know it was like that, but I should have. It seemed like it's a lot of people, everybody and their mama, so to speak, out there trying to perform and stuff, you know. So, um, with um, you said the um, I'm sorry, Rodney, you said the outfit yeah. with the company with you said is SIR,
1: yes, which is a, which is abbreviation for studio instrument and rentals.
0: Ah. Uh. I see what you're saying and stuff. It does uh, um another thing I was thinking about though, Um, I know we was going to mention it, pandemic. How did the pandemic affect you guys, if you want to speak personally and business wise, you know, as far as music and all of that stuff? How's the pandemic um been treating you, so to speak?
2: Well, yeah, I mean I can chime in. I mean, I, I moved in the middle of a pandemic. Uh yeah. I'm still looking for work in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> so uh, I mean, financially, yeah, it's taking a toll. I mean, I've been living off my savings this whole time. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, last year, uh, when I had to uh, make a decision to quit my job to take care of my wife, uh, who was, we think at this point now was recovering from COVID, but we didn't know at the time what it was. Wow. Uh, basically, I had to make a choice for her to uh, so she could come home from uh, the rehab center. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of that, of that choice, I wasn't able to get any employment. So I've been... Living this whole time on my savings and no unemployment coming in, and uh, still trying to finance these music projects and right. you know move into a new you know new house, new city, um, been kind of you know difficult. But at the same time, uh, there's a lot of new opportunity out there too. So it's just kind of about being patient and, and like I'm doing with this band, and kind of doing the same thing with my job and being very patient, being picky where I want to apply, and same thing with the band thing. Uh, I thought because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Be a great time to start up a band and hope you know the next few months by the time we're ready, the we will be ready to have us back on stage. And, and so mm-hmm. it's about planning a lot of new opportunities, uh, because of the pandemic. A lot of things, like you said, a lot of venues lost their acts that they had, and so there yeah. are, there are you know, open, open mic things, you know, a potential rest, of, 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 you know, host a open mic at a venue or something because there's mm-hmm. just opportunities out there, so exactly. Um, And you know me, uh, yeah, my my vibe or my logo is positive vibes only, so I'm always trying to see the silver lining and everything, even though sometimes days are dark, but you got to see the light at the end of the tunnel, so. That's what's
0: up. Yeah, man. How about you, um, Rodney? How about you been up to and stuff during this pandemic thing? Has it affected your business much? Um, I know some of these businesses, somehow they managed to survive, but um, I mentioned music rentals, you know, clubs and stuff being closed. Man, taking a hit. You know, I don't know.
1: Yeah, um, at first, we did take a big major hit. um, But luckily enough, um, we ended up doing a lot of like, private sessions with people's homes or um, we had to do like appointment only for in studio sessions and stuff like that. So a lot of people on the rental side actually was surprising to us after a while, really picked up because you know, as as musicians, Especially touring musicians and, and A-lists and super status musicians, gotta stay in sync and gotta stay practiced up and everything else. So a lot of that after a while, people tend to let go with a lot of with a lot of uh, personal merchandise because they're on tour so much. So it was always provided, so certain things they have to go back and get.
0: Mm-hmm. Plus
1: another surprising thing that we kind of had a gut feeling was going to happen was um, a lot of a lot of older old school methods started coming back so that really what put us over the top of like survival with being so loaded with not only current um instrument instruments and as well as uh digital hardware but as as well as analog and some of the older products that people Mm -hmm. you know didn't use as much now they're going back to using, so that helped out a tremendous amount of
0: yeah, when you say analog, um, like old school, if you said old school and then you mentioned analog, the only thing I can think of analog is like tubes like for amplifiers or something. Well, what, what kind of um, analog gear that people are using?
1: Well, um, as, as far as analog gear, using, they're, they're using a lot of analog mixers and stuff now versus the, the digital mixers because yeah. there's hybrid mixing is, is coming up real, real yeah. popular now. Um, I believe it was real popular overseas in those areas versus more in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But even now in the U.S., hybrid mixing is really taking off more because one of the things that digital was supposed to do was made everything easier, compact, mm-hmm. less of everything. But now it's to the point where it's like every three to six months you're changing because this program has to be upgraded. This program is outdated or this company changed this or they're no longer around or now you got the other top digital companies coming out. So it's like, it's always a change. And now we're carrying around just as much digital gear as we were with analog gear. So it's like, why even bother now? You know what I mean? So a lot of stuff is so expensive digital-wise. Now we're not even... Audio technicians no more. We're like computer technicians. Right.
0: Almost like yeah. mechanics and stuff, right? Yeah, they're not like mechanics anymore. They're kind of like computer guys now and stuff. I know just what you guys talking about.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: And you know what? Um
1: Yeah, computer guys now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, the um the business, the business aspect as far as the money and stuff, you know. Do you guys um like foresee um you know the dollars like you know coming in now? Because it seems like people are hungry. To get out, you know, be entertained. So it seemed like there's going to be some kind of bonanza going on and stuff, you know. Especially um, like you mentioned um, I think Rodney was mentioned. Everybody um, keep practicing, you know, keep your skills up. So like you guys can get right out there and um, get going. Oh wow, cool. Um, they just gave me a gift from Zoom. I don't know what that was about.
2: I don't know if you guys seen it and stuff. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, Some popped on my thing. said no <laughs> time limit, so I just said cool. <laughs> yeah, that was
1: cool and stuff. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Like no, <laughs> no, no, I appreciate, yeah, no appreciate it. Yeah.
0: Thank you and stuff. But, yeah, I was just thinking about how, you know, people's hurting. And, um, like, um, a lot of people I was speaking to, particularly artists, it seemed like a lot of them took um, the corona time off. Instead of doing like Rodney was saying, you know, prepare, keep yourself tight and stuff, you know. So that seemed like a good move you guys did. Like um yeah. what what do you um ultimately? I know um you mentioned like doing shows and stuff, but do you guys um ultimately like perhaps plan on touring or something like that?
2: I mean, honestly, uh I mean that wasn't truly my goal. I mean, I, I guess yes and no. So I would love to be a regional artist but I don't think I would want to get much more above that level because with, with a certain level of fame comes a certain level of uh, responsibilities or, or things you have to do, right? So, like, if you're this big, uh, famous star, you might have to be catching planes to Europe to do shows or, or, you know, Australia. or And I'm not one that wants to get on a plane and be doing, you know, that kind of thing. Would I love to be able to go to, like, say, California to do some shows, Arizona to do some shows, Denver, never do, yeah, something I can get in the car, drive a few hours, you know, with the guys have a great time for a road trip, yeah, but to be a, more than a regional star, I don't, I don't think I'd want to be more than a regional touring star.
0: Yeah, well, what do you think about that, Rodney? I mean, I think about, too, like, for instance, I have fire escapes, and I said, you know, should I become famous or something? People would be on my fire escape out there, you know what I mean? Trying to get, I don't know if i want anything like that. I mean, Rodney, it seems like you may have a, like, um, a grasp on like, right, this game right. thing. I don't think it's as good as people think it is. It's
1: really not. It's it, it's really not. Um, coming from uh, a background of doing drum and bugle chord tours, summer tours with that, doing tours with um, audio for a lot of artists and it's not what people think it is, because even some of the artists now, they're like, don't like the way they took a vacation and had time off, but loving it because people don't understand going in and out of the city, the city, the hotel room, the hotel room, you, you're you like, you're literally living out of a suitcase and out of a green room. You mm. know what I mean? So the only sleep you get is on the plane or bus traveling from the next venue to the next and in between that all the public appearances all the this and that whatever the label has for you to do whatever your PR rep has for you to do it gets to the point to where it becomes very overwhelming the only thing you want to be you want to do after a while is just be left alone you know <laughs> exactly. just as much quiet time away from anybody as possible because even home life is not like that no more because you're always working you know what I mean even in your private life you're always working because people don't look at you as at Regular citizen. Once you get to a, fir- a certain level of right. um, entertainment, goals, mm-hmm. you're always on the clock. So after a while, you know you can't tell people like, "Hey, I ain't working right now. This is just right. me and my kids, or me and my <laughs> wife, or me, you know, whoever." Is just, he just you know, let it be. But they don't want to hear that. Right. <laughs> you don't want to hear that. <laughs> you always working when it comes to the fans.
0: That's true. Now, I, you um, I don't believe that we're dissuading anybody for pursuing their dreams, you know, their goals and stuff. But, um, yeah. I, you know, I think people should um, be realistic about it and really get some thought to it before they put themselves out there like that. You know, I, I've seen um videos as well as you guys probably right. have. People, um stars on the beach and there's helicopters. You know what I mean? Just going over taking pictures of these guys, you know, and I'm um, trying to peek through their windows and stuff like that. You know, um, that's always a, a danger and stuff, you yep. know, um, mess around and get too big, too famous and you lose, um, I guess, um, your personal life, so to speak and stuff. Man. And hey, check this out. Um I don't want to keep you guys too long. I don't know how much time you got and stuff.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, I'd like to, uh, to, to ring on that a second part of what you're saying though about. Uh, yeah, please do. Go uh, ahead about, about people yeah. being hungry for shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're right, especially here in Vegas. I mean, people are definitely uh, ready to have people come out and entertain them. What I think is cool, or personally, I think is cool, is because there's still kind of a hesitation to be going out in mass public situations. I think there's a lot of opportunities to do private shows. And those are actually my favorite shows to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the show that we're doing, the private party at the pool party. Those are probably, you're going to probably see a lot more of those coming popping up to start with because uh, people want, they don't mind going out with their friends. They want to see their friends and stuff and entertained, But I don't know if they're ready to generally go out into the regular public around, you know, in a big concert environment situation. Yeah. But to hire, you know, a private party or maybe a, Another thing we probably look into is going the corporate route, doing some corporate parties, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think there might be a lot of those type of opportunities for musicians to look into uh, coming out of the pandemic. Yeah,
0: that's some good advice for people coming out. Um, you kind of like um, agree with that, Ronnie? See it the same way?
1: Very, very, very much so. Because coming out of the box, once the until everything is open back everywhere, 100%. You're still going to be that little cost is rain because, I mean, people don't understand a lot of the industry, I mean, took a real hit. So it's like a lot of the money that was there before has gone out contractually to keep um, certain things paid. So when it comes back, as far as just jumping right in, throwing big shows, yeah, that's not going to happen. Because <laughs> that, that, that capital is not there Plus, on top of that, you got so much more capital overhead now for protection of all this. You know, you, it's so many different things that's going to change and be added on to what was already to that spectrum, to where it's going to be like a lot of costs and hold back. So, I mean, it's one of the things to where a lot of opening acts that used to be open acts are going to become headlining acts.
0: Whoa, that's good news for me.
1: Sometimes. Amen. To that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The, the big boys and girls and be like, yeah, no, nah, I got a little bit more change I can still hold on to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> loving that. That's
0: good news for a lot of people. You know, son, um, um, this Corona thing, there's a place where um, i used to perform at just about every week called Hudson River Coffee House. And I love the place, but unfortunately, because of Corona, it was already a financial crisis and stuff. You know, selling coffee, it's kind of hard to keep the lights on just selling coffees and stuff, you know. So anyway, um, they, I think they had got an influx of money, and it was trying to keep things going, and then Corona had and so that place is gone now to us in a, I believe oh. many of the other venues in there. They just couldn't hang out. So, um, around there, besides, you know, the private stuff, what the business is like, you know, like for first venues, um, many of them hang out, they gone. what happened? Both of you guys and stuff.
2: Now. I mean, I see from what I see in Vegas is, is shows are coming back. I mean, uh, I don't know about the live band shows. I'm still kind of dipping into that scene, but as far as the hip hop world, hip hop shows are, are coming back and they're strong. They're, uh, I mean, I, I know at least the four or five going on just kind of the coming week. So, I mean, here in Vegas, so, uh, venues are opening up. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, things a little different than other areas where we tend to uh, be a little more open than other areas out there. Uh, and, uh, the one thing that I know that's happening though is they are there are only holding like half, like fifty percent capacity for some of these shows. But at least they're opening the doors and they're letting live music back in the door. So that's a positive thing. That's what's
0: up, man. Yeah, they said they were you um, Ronnie and stuff on the venues. Um, you notice like a lot of the venues are probably still around, or they will yeah, be able so to true, come so back. True.
1: Yeah, the the venues are still around, and they're they're going to be able to come back. Um, it's going to be one of those slow gradual times but in the process that's where a lot of the opening acts used to be opening acts are going to be like headlining acts you know because it's coming down to what they can actually pay out right now oh. uh, especially with uh the maximum being 50 percent capacity mm-hmm. so with with that money management going on it's going to be more you know what i mean so now that's where that some of the opening acts now are going to be headlining acts because as far as money wise, that, that venue can afford to pay out, but they still want heavy hidden artists in there. So right. now you, you go into those heavy hidden opening acts who are more like a step away from becoming a science act and, or a headlining act are now becoming that venues headlining acts.
0: Right. So that's true. Hey, you no, know, son, I just thought about you guys. Um, since people gonna be looking for places to perform, and you guys got the venue contacts and stuff, you guys ever thought about becoming like some kind of manager, promoter type of guys and ship people in to perform or something?
2: Well, be I mean that's kind of a loaded question. I mean, you know, I'm sure come think about me. You, know, you know, i, do, you know, I, do, I throw shows. Well, you know, many times. I mean, I've got what hundred shows I've thrown under my belt. Uh, um, there's a lot of you know ups and downs about that kind of thing so yeah i mean i if the right venue came to go you know we found the right venue and and we could become the uh what do you call it the featured act and i could bring in just other acts around us then yeah i might look into you know becoming a booker again but uh again you know, because of a lot of responsibilities you know right now I, i'm just trying to focus on blue stew and get us in a. Uh, and venues, you know, locally and uh, and then of course, you know, get just a couple of nice opportunities for me and Young T on the hip hop side. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, it just is, you know, I've been, I you know I've been AR for for a label. So I mean, I've, I've done management of artists, I've done booking, you know, it's just, it can be a lot of work, but it's gotta be beneficial to the project you're in at the moment. And uh, if, if, if it's not, then uh, I say no, but I mean, Will there be a uh, Mr. Smooth Smooth Entertainment production show in Vegas probably sometime next year or so? Yeah, more than likely. Uh oh. (laughs) Hey, y'all heard it here first. And uh,
0: and speaking of Young T, I know you mentioned him earlier in the beginning of the podcast and stuff. And as a peace, shout out to Young T of all as well and stuff. right. And then I am so glad. Bro, Rodney, up. Rodney, thank you for showing up. I appreciate you stuff. And hey, check this out. We got the, the Merc done. The shows. Now, one thing. It almost seemed a little sad when I was reading it. I thank you. Have
1: you. Thank you, guys.
0: <laughs> you're welcome. Um, I saw that. I don't know. It seems like I don't know. You had to move. You had to move. Well, had to move. But you moved. You know, and you know, you and T. Yeah, separate in a sense but still getting together and to me this ain't kind of sad then um i know you said somebody else is moving and you're kind of like taking over and stuff like that it seems yeah. like super transition things are going on there and stuff will well, you
2: uh, i'm sorry go Sin- ahead this city is just i mean in general Sin city is a transitional city i mean uh people come here and stay for 20 years and some people come here and stay for six months and they're gone so Ah. Uh, that's just kind of how Vegas is in general by itself. So yeah, it makes it a little harder. Yeah. So, so how far are you guys away? I'm wondering. Is
0: um that duo, you know, you guys gonna be getting together every now and then?
2: Yeah. Well. So okay. So for instance, uh, we're gonna be doing uh, a set at the at the at the pool party with the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the junkie will be coming in for a show here, and then uh, we'll be doing a, a Dead the Dead uh, show back in the Bay Area this October that we already got on the books. Wow. Uh, private party another private party cool. um right now my my big thing again I, I can't stress it enough i am going for festivals private parties mm-hmm. and that's kind of where i'm at with with, with me and the hip-hop thing mm-hmm. i like to kind of do the same thing with the band but the band probably needs to get into its venues as well but um it's no longer about uh as far as the hip-hop time it's no longer about we've had you know songs on radio on both coasts now we've uh you know so we're not we're we're not hungry for gigs. We're, we're trying to go with more quality gigs, of our gigs that we want to do uh, personally. Right. And then we're kind of uh, gonna take a uh, kind of a page out of. her. I don't know if you're familiar with Pete and Bass. Uh, there are a couple older gentlemen from the East uh, from England. Uh, you said Pete Bass. Kind of, you know, Pete Pete Bass. Pete and Bass. Yes. Oh, okay.
0: They said Pete Bass. The the guy with the Beatles. I want to
2: say they're probably in their late sixties. Yeah. But uh. We're gonna start taking a page of their book. We're just gonna start releasing singles from mm-hmm. now on. Um, so uh, we got like four or five singles we got in the hopper for for that. And uh, and then, like I said, most of my energy right now is going towards uh, Blue Stew. And uh, but by no by no means is we gonna get ready to do a gun. We are still working. So if there is any rumors out there thinking we're done, we moved. We got some heat front coming for y'all. So oh,
0: that's what's up. Now, when, um, now, I'm thinking about Rodney. Um, will Rodney be on? Uh, because I know you're going to be doing two performances, at least for our song. you going
2: to be doing two performances at the same venue. Um, no, no, it's two different venues. Two different venues. Oh, it's well, two different the first, Yeah, the first one, the first one's at my my actual townhome community uh, where I live, my personal community. Right. And then the second one is at a, a, a well, I don't even know where it's at yet. So the disclosed <laughs> location. <laughs> uh, pool party, Hart ain't released where it's gonna be at yet. Yeah, uh, just you know, think, think, you know, big Vegas mansion pool party. That's uh, wow, kind of where it's at. We will have footage of it, uh, but right now I can't even tell you where it's at because I don't mm-hmm. even know. That.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was under the impression. That's my fault, misunderstood. I thought it was gonna be the same venue, then you're gonna do two different performances. Though. No,
2: no, but no, I'm gonna do we're gonna do to, the brand's gonna do uh, here mm-hmm. at my town hall. And then both my band and me doing hip hop, I'm going to do a double dipper at the uh, at the private pool park.
0: Got it. I'm going to do a little live
2: band action and a little uh, 420 hip hop. <laughs>
0: That's what's up. Uh, tell me, song. how much preparation you got to do for this stuff, Rodney? Because uh, I don't know much about drumming. Well, I don't know much about anything. But I don't know much about drumming. Can you um, just listen to like the melody and probably just jump in behind it? Or do you have to actually practice for each song?
1: Um. It can be done both ways, depending on the drummer himself, um, mm-hmm. how, how he likes to do it. Me, um, I listen to the song three times before I even attempt to try and play it. Um, the first time the first time I listen to it is just the overall general song, period. Just mm-hmm. see what it's doing, where it's going, the chorus, the bridge, the vamp, all that. See where it's at as far as placement-wise. Placement Second time I listen to it, I'm locking in on the bass guitar because the drums and bass got to be locked at all times. So I'm locking in, seeing what the bass is doing, where he's going, where the, where the bass pocket of that song is at. Then the third time I listen to it, I'm listening to it to lock in the drum pocket with the bass pocket, as well as what time the song is in, time signature, mm-hmm. what... Um, br- the rudiments that the drums that I can play in. So once I know the uh, rudiments of the song or that that rudiment time phase, I know exactly what I can do, what I can't do based off the timing and as well as what the vocals is doing so I can hold down that drive for the vocals.
0: That's cool. Thank you for the info. Um, yeah, I just love information anyway. Another reason, I was thinking about trying to get some drummers from Fiverr. Went on there and they lost me at Starting At, you know, because it said fiver, right? So I probably figured it wouldn't be that cheap. But when I saw Starting At, I was like, uh-oh, here we go. So anyway, I was trying to figure out how much work did the drummer actually have to do before yeah. he can lay down the groove to it, you know? Because I figured, like, if you know the genre... I figured it kind of go the same, you know, the change-ups. If you got the same amount of verse, you know, I mean, um, bars, and, you know, the change-ups and whatever the fills, they should roughly come in the same part. That's what I was thinking. So I was like, how much studying you got to do, you know? So um, apparently these guys are saying a lot. But um, whatever the case is and stuff, I kind
2: of figure it's not always the case. It's all about talent, B. It's all about talent, you know? Some
1: guys
2: yeah
1: it's not always the case because like exactly exactly
2: mm-hmm. yeah you know i've I've known a lot of great musicians that can't read a, uh, a sheet of music to stay their life, but they can play by ear to anything so yeah read it. it's all it's all really matters on how you got taught and how talented you are and,
0: mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I was reading that last night. Um, I don't know if they was um, doing some ton- tongue-in-cheek tongue stuff, but they were saying um something about music theories for the birds or something like that. I'm actually trying to learn it myself. But um, there was a guy I've been playing a million years, and he said he doesn't know any music theory. But um, maybe he doesn't know by name, but I'm sure by, you know, function, yeah. practice, he probably knows a lot of theory.
2: Probably, <laughs> yeah. Probably just doesn't know. Yeah, you're probably right, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the same thing I heard about. Um people was asking about on um, the Beatles, you know, McCartney and whoever that they said did they know anything?
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Oh man said absolutely. He said I know that for certain. So they did it, right?
1: Yeah, the Beatles, um guys like that when when it when when they came up, a lot of them, yeah, they did become um self-taught um musicians. But after a while, the starting point they were self-taught. But once they kept oh, going and developed and develop, and develop yeah. music theory, they <laughs> learned moment, <sighs> they learned everything else that they didn't know starting out that they would have known if they'd yeah. known they theory know. or studied in school. They, they learned that.
0: Hey, check this out. How much more time are you guys working with? Like I said. until you ready to kick us out, I guess? Until uh, out, sure. I'm going to hold you guys up, man. It's a blessing <laughs> to be talking to you and stuff. And hey, check this out. We covered um, your venue. We got um, paid the bills, so to speak, stuff about that and stuff, and we got in some um some music um information and stuff. Hey, check this out. Um, How about tips? You guys have been doing this a minute now. You've been an AR guy and been a performer and been on someone like both sides of the fence. But, man, you know, um, run a business, musician and stuff. What kind of tips you got for artists? I'm going to be taking notes, by the way.
2: Right. <laughs> I mean, first and foremost, um, believe in yourself and what you're doing. If uh, you don't believe in what you're doing, no one else will. So, I mean, you got to believe in your own talent first and foremost. Um, and second of all, don't be scared to go after what you want. Um, you know, a venue owner is just like any other person. You know, pick up a phone, call them up, go to the venue, say, hey, I do music, here's my tape. You got an opening for me. You would like to do some shows right?" you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you got you to market yourself. You got to be confident in yourself. Um, and, just remember, not not every artist uh, you know, that makes it big is a superstar. You know, some, some of these guys are just average musicians, but have the guts to, you know, and the and the will to go after it. So um that'd be my main tip. Believe in yourself and go after it.
1: I Man, I would say first and
2: foremost,
1: do what you feel and feel what you're doing. Mm. Because if you don't feel it, no one else is gonna feel it. You gotta feel it first. If you ain't feeling it, the audience is not feeling that you're playing or singing to. So do what you feel and feel what you do. Number one.
0: That's what's up.
1: Number two, man. Hey, sky's the limit. Don't don't have anybody say what you can do, can't do, where it should be, shouldn't be. Follow this, follow that. You gotta you gotta do you. Mm-hmm. You gotta do you.
0: That's what's up. Now, judge this out. Um, <laughs> thanks. Now, um, Mr. Smooth, you're saying you haven't seen a man yet. What are no. you guys thinking now that you finally know Matt?
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, I kinda kinda knew like, like talking to him that uh, you know, V email stuff, he'd be a pretty good fit, you know, but after talking to him, it looks like it's gonna be a great fit. Just uh you know, we hope we we were supposed to get together, unfortunately. Our uh our guitarist got a little cold he had to deal with. So we're hopefully gonna get together Tuesday and Thursday and like I said, put together two or three songs that we can do on Saturday and uh Hopefully not embarrass ourselves. No, we're about to that. <laughs> enough time himself. is that yeah. enough time for you guys to get it's, some songs? Enough together. time. It is enough time because the, the reason it's enough time is because I chose a couple basic, more more of our basic blues songs, <laughs> uh, like like you're saying. It'll be uh, so it's a little easier to go ahead and find the pockets on those. It's not as tricky. So yeah, I think we'll be fine, man. We're uh, you know, and like you, say, like uh, would say, it's all about your energy? Yeah, so know, mm-hmm. we have a hiccup here and there, I'm sure we'll bring enough energy that'll. That No one even will notice of that. So.
0: Exactly and stuff. You know, I got, I got to be honest with you guys, man. I wasn't like a big blues fan for the longest until I picked up a guitar. Now I'm feeling the blues. I like it now.
2: Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sandy, I get I it now. Never, I would not want to do country, man. I, I would never sing <laughs> country, but for some reason, my vocals fit very well. Singing country, I can't, I can't stop denying it anymore. I, right. I told you, like I told you, when I got back to hip hop, I was like, I was doing that blues rock crap for ten years, and didn't even really like it. <laughs> but now I'm getting older, mm-hmm. I'm starting to, I'm starting to actually like it. So I was like, this time around, I think I, I'm actually gonna enjoy it, knowing that I got experience in it. But it, it has some other stuff that I never thought I'd even do before, like some country songs. So
0: yeah. that's what's up. Yeah. What about you, um, Rodney? What's your favorite genre? Do you have a favorite genre?
2: Yeah,
1: uh my favorite genre is actually jazz. Um, that's my favorite. Um my my ultimate genre, I would have to say, is is gospel.
2: Mm. Oh. You know,
1: growing up in the church, and that's where like everything hit for me. That's where I got my start from. That's where all my first teachings came from. Um, shout out to Andre Thompson and Shaw. Youngblood who. Who really got me going started for the first time and kept me going And any time you know between now and then we always communicate and collaborate so my ultimate thing is 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 gospel first and foremost then uh jazz is my go-to and then after that you put in that fusion and w- once you add fusion you pretty much got everything else covered from just mm-hmm. from a drum perspective
0: Right, I was gonna, I'm gonna ask you that. I was curious when you said jazz, I was wondering what was that fusion or that abstract jazz? I'm a big fan of the contemporary, the abstract stuff. I have a hard time, I can't understand it. I can't I can't, can't, understand can't do the
2: Miles, the Miles Davis stuff. Oh, there, there going on.
0: But hey, you know, I listen to it, but I, I can't. I'm not even going to front on you. I don't understand what's happening. But I well, love I guess, the contemporary I guess, jazz.
2: I mine, mine is very similar to Ronnie's. He said I'm a little on the darker side of what, what his is, but pretty much the same, the same roots. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm a neo-soul guy. I mean, mm-hmm. it's got a little gospel in it. It's got a little R&B in it. It's got a little jazz in it. got a little fusion. Um It's got a little sexiness to it, and where you know me, I like to bring that sexy back. So, (laughs) Um, no, nothing wrong with gospel. I mean, I love gospel, but uh, you know, uh, I tend to be a little more the on the on the devil's shoulder than the than the angel's shoulder. But uh, yeah, same 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 familiar stuff. Though I mean, obviously, you know, uh, a lot of the neo soul singers started in in the church. You know, Mm D'Angelo, Samphiller, you know,
0: guys like that. Man, one thing I found out from doing the jazz, is that other songs that I hear, especially even from the past, that old rock and roll, the golden, all stuff, you can hear the jazz in it. I'm starting to hear that 12 bar blues or whatever it is, and it's
2: disguised, so to speak, but I'm hearing it. The big band, that was all what it was about. Oh, it was horn. in it, yes. Yeah, big band stuff was all about then, and and. All the great R&B and soul music of the past, Motown, and even today's, like I said, with D'Angelo and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: exactly. Man,
2: all got horns in it, man. I I, I love horns. I, as you know, I tried to start a reggae band not too long ago that didn't pan out, and we had a great sax player, and it, it just brought back them more level of horns. I mean, mm-hmm. you throw horns on anything. I mean, <laughs> blues, rock, it doesn't matter. You he throw a horn on anything and make the sound. That's just my mm-hmm. personal opinion. I don't blame it
0: all and stuff. Hey, check this out, man. We're getting down into it to the time. Oh, man, you know how they say having fun and all that stuff. I know, man,
2: but time gotta go. <laughs> it's like the icing on the cake, man.
0: It is. And hey, check this out. Before we go, as customary, do you guys have some um, parting words for folks? Something you want to say, something you want to get off your chest, something you think people may need to hear or know. Um, Either one of you guys.
2: Sorry, first. Wait, Roddy, you go first. I'll go next. Uh, for
1: me, man, uh, I I would say this, man. When in doubt, hey, look me up, call me. I'm I would I'm about as humble as you can. Get. Yeah, I'm about as humble as you can get, man. I um, anybody that needs any information that wants to get started, or you out there, you can got started, but you don't know which what's dressing go next. Look me up, find me. I'm like a humble as you can get. I will never be that guy to where you gotta like draw a number to get to, or would never talk to, I'll talk to anybody about anything. Just hit me up. Yeah, okay.
2: well, you know, I gotta give us our plugs once, you know, real quick. Uh, you can find us, at, once again, at Facebook at Facebook. Blues, Also, don't forget to look up same uh, our hip-hop uh, version, as again, is Facebook. This time will be We finna Get Liddy, that's W-E-F-I-N-N-A D E T L I T T Y. You also find we're going to get Liddy everywhere else on social media. That's YouTube, SoundCloud, Reverb, all that good stuff. Man, as far as advice, um, I just would, would I always go by: positive vibes only, man. If you live life by positive vibes, positive vibes will come back to you. And of course, as same with, as as Ronnie said, everyone knows me. My door is always open, DMs always open. You need advice, hit us up. Want to thank Brian. Thank you very much again, Brian, for having us on today. We appreciate all the support you give us from time to time. Yes, And we're always here to support you whenever you got something coming out. I appreciate you guys. Thank
0: you so much. Well, you guys, there it is. Another episode of the Anbar Podcast. Thank our guests, Mr. Smooth and Rodney. Last name I didn't catch, but Rodney. <laughs> And um, thank each and every one of you for joining us for the podcast. And as usual, I have to remind you that the Yanbar podcast is the place where you make it happen. All right, everybody. in right, peace. Uh, have a great day. Thanks, right, Rodney. Thank you. Thanks, Rodney. All right, peace, guys. Yeah. Thank you thank again. You.
1: Bye-bye. All right. All right.